0: And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.
0: And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.
3: Welcome to the Michael Unbroken podcast, where it's all about understanding your past, getting out of the vortex, creating intention, cultivating self-belief, and becoming the hero of your own story. This podcast answers real client questions with real personal, practical and actionable advice based on science, mindset and becoming unbroken. Now, your trauma coach, author and speaker, Michael Anthony.
0: Fearlessness means taking the first step, even if you don't know where it will take you. It means being driven by a higher purpose rather than by applause. It means knowing that you reveal your character when you stand apart more than when you stand with the crowd. It's a quote from Chadwick Boseman, uh, the Black Panther, Jackie Robinson, among others. Um, You know, I I think it's really interesting as I step further in this podcast that I do want to talk about relevant and current events, especially ones that I feel like impact me because I recognize that they very likely also impact you. And death is just so abundant right now in the world, and America particularly, and a lot of our, our black and people of color heroes are fading into the sunset, if you will. And right now is a really interesting time because for me, I've come to reflect on this idea of it's what is the legacy that's going to be left behind when I'm all done with this life, not necessarily... You know, like Think Unbroken or coaching or mentorship or anything of that, but just like what what am how am I going to be remembered? And when you think about the impact of the world that people have who are like truly heroes, and I don't just mean like actors who you know, people often we go, Oh yeah, this guy made this awesome movie or he wrote this book and so he's a hero, but you know, who are the real heroes in our lives? Our family, our friends, the the people who are out on the streets protesting every day, the people who are serving and protecting the right way. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. I mean, you think about this idea of this phrase heroes and the terminology that is so often thrown around in an American society and suddenly everybody is a hero. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And in fact, I think I know to an extent that I'm a hero and for me that's in my own life like every single day I get to show up and be this person driven by a higher purpose and in fact I would still be good if nobody listened to this if nobody read the books if nobody came to the courses if nobody followed me on Instagram I would still be good because I'm not driven by this idea of satiating other people and what I mean by that is we have the ability when we take a step back and put into works the direction that we want to have in our life, you become fearless because you, re- you recognize that the judgment of other people doesn't get to impact your decision-making fearlessness isn't about am i going to jump off a building right because there there is that and there's this idea of you know if you're a fireman you have to be fearless and if you're going to be in the military you have to be fearless and so on And, and that's fine and that's a level of physical preparedness that you have to have you have to be willing to die for what you believe in and for me fearlessness is this It's having these conversations, it's having these courses, it's coaching, it's mentorship, it's all of those things. But it used to be this idea that fearlessness meant not caring about people because that fear is different. That fear is about wondering if the things that I say or the things that I do or the way I present myself in the world are going to be taken into consideration by those around me. And what weight does that carry? And this idea of being fearless was a misnomer. And today, I think about this. And this quote, again, fearlessness means taking the first step, even if you don't know where it will take you. That's such an important part of this healing journey, because the reality is, on the backside of this, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what tomorrow looks like. We don't even know what five minutes from now looks like, but we know That we're moving forward with purpose. Why? Why do we do that? And I talk about why constantly, right? Why do we move forward without knowing? Part of it is because we don't have a choice. And part of it is because we're sick of our own shit. And we're like, okay, now's the time. Let's do this. Let's change. Let's go down this path. And what happens in time is as you move forward... higher purpose starts to kick in. And I don't necessarily mean in like a religious way, while that can be a driver for many people. For other people, it's, do I want to be a good mother? Do I want to be a good friend? Do I want to love myself? Do I want to show up in the world in this way that I feel like I've always been able to? That's higher purpose. And that's driven by you and who you are and the willingness that no matter what happens, you're going to go forward because you believe in yourself that much. And in time, it reveals who you are and you stand apart because you've chosen, you've made a choice and a decision to be different, not to be different, to be anarchy, right? But to be different, to be true to yourself. And that's, that's really beautiful thing. And when you think about the impact that so many people have on the world, when I think about people like Chadwick or like Kobe or like I mean, really anybody that comes to mind, Freddie Mercury even, what was the thing about them that makes them stand out to us? What is that thing that they have in which we go, wow, I'm impacted by their presence, by their existence, by their life, by their death. And for me, it's very much like the beginning of my healing journey as I kind of looked out into the world and I saw this idea of change happening in my life. And I recognized one important characteristic about all of the people that I looked up to. And that's that they believed in themselves in this way that was fearless. It wasn't dictated by what other people thought about them. It was their willingness to step into who they were unapologetically. That so very much made sense to me. In the past, I had thought about this idea of self and putting myself in this position to not care as a wall, as a border to go, you know what? I don't need you. I don't want you. You don't get to be a part of this. And what I realized is as I went further down this journey, that the truth of this is that fearlessness, that border, that wall that I thought was beneficial was actually making my life worse. And in time, the fearlessness that I then got from this journey, from having this purpose, from standing apart, from walking into my own herodom, if that's even a word, is that I was doing it for me first. And that's fearlessness. When you're willing to unabashedly step out into the world and say, this is who I am. And this is my journey. And this is where I've been. And this is what I want and where I'm going. And in that, people will recognize you. People will remember you. And I'm not saying that's the reason or the purpose, because that's certainly not. That's not what drives me. But it's a byproduct. And it's something that as you begin to change, you probably notice. You probably notice your friends going, oh, you seem different. Your family maybe stepping back and going, oh, we don't recognize you. And even yourself looking in the mirror and going, this person is new, though familiar, That's what happens when you start to own the hero of your own story. That's the thing that happens when you step into this idea that you have the power to be that person. It means knowing that you reveal your character when you stand apart more than when you stand in a crowd. Right? Because one of the things that happens, you separate and you move away and you take a look back and you have inventory of all the things that have happened in your life. And you go, ah, I'm different. My friends notice it. My family notice it. I notice it. And that's power. And that's fearlessness. And, you know, the social commentary on death and 2020 and living in America and the world that we're in right now, you guys get it everywhere. Every time you listen to podcasts, every time you pick up your phone and look at Facebook, every time you flip on the television, it's everywhere. 2020 is probably without question the worst year ever. Now that's hyperbole. I think we all can agree there have been some really terrible years in the history of the world but realistically in our lifetime, in my lifetime as somebody who is you know in their mid-30s, this is a year that I think that I'm never going to forget and we know that it's forever going to impact us and we know that that impact as of now we can't really put a finger on it and go this is what's going to happen and there's still a lot of year left there's still an election left There's still holidays left some of us have to go be around families and friends and the thing that i keep thinking about and the thing that i keep coming back to is this idea that it doesn't matter And that is not a negative thing. And that's not saying I'm not impacted by the world. But ultimately, we get to decide what dictates the path that we take in life. There's so much choice to be had and to be made in this journey that we can't just leverage the idea that it is what it is. Sometimes, even when we don't know where we're going, we have to take that first step towards this idea of what we want and who we want to be. And so I'll leave you with this as we kind of segue and head back into the normal podcast. And that is this, we are all faced with choices and decisions in life to show up, to be the hero of our own story. And we often look towards the people in the world who have done that with the acceptance that it is for them first and we see those people and we hold them on a pedestal and we go, ah, I wish that could be me. Well, it can be. When I was about 10 years old, I recognized for the first time that I lived in an abusive house. And that was because we had spent a good period of time being homeless. And being homeless, I lived with multiple different families. And over the course of a couple of years, I started to recognize tendencies in these families. And those tendencies were much different than mine. Abuse was almost non-existent. I'm not saying that it didn't happen still, but for the most part, it didn't. And one of the things that really resonated with me as I lived in these different environments was that sometimes children who made mistakes were not beat, slapped, spit on, cursed at, hit with hangers, locked in closets, slammed to the ground, etc. And that was not only perplexing, but fascinating to me. And with that recognition, for the first time in my life, I understood that what was happening in my life was not the norm. Because in these other homes, the norm It wasn't necessarily peace because people can be combative because we're people and that's what we do, but it wasn't violent either. It wasn't fear. It wasn't this idea that every time someone walks through the door, there's imminent danger. And that was interesting to me because I'd never experienced this before. And with that and reflecting onto my own childhood, I was blown away. And that, even at such a young age, even at 9, 10, 11 years old, became this interesting point of contention for me. Because for the first time, I understood, wow, this isn't right. And eventually, under the timeline, and as we move forward on life, I move away from my family, and I move away from my abusive mother and stepfather, and there's restraining orders, and I move and leave the country, and so on and so forth, and blah, 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 blah. But what do you do if you don't know that you have an abusive parent? What do you do if you don't recognize, even as an adult, someone listening right now, that you have an abusive parent? There are all kinds of indicators to help you figure out if you have an abusive parent. From grooming tactics all the way to straight-up abuse, there are ways to know. But for some of us, because our parents have for so long said, I did my best. We accept that their best is just that. We go, okay, yeah, they did their best. They shoved me through a wall. They did their best. They lied to my teachers. They did their best. They hurt me or starved me or locked me in closets. They did their best. And that is grooming 101. They have positioned themselves to make you the bad guy, to make you unappreciative. How many times have you heard a parent say, I bend over backwards for you? Well, do you? Is that really what's happening here? And I think you have to take a a little bit of an inventory about what's happening in your life right now if you have an abusive parent. Still, as an adult, even now, you have to take inventory of this. And even more so because you're in this position of personal responsibility where now you are an adult and you are reparenting and you are healing and you are growing. And because of that, You may have to put yourself in a position where you remove yourself from their lives. And I'll be the first one to tell you that putting yourself in a position to remove your parents from your life is one of the hardest things that you could possibly ever do. Because we're told, you know, your parents are the most important thing, always love them, always cherish them, always take care of them. But the question you have to ask yourself is, what if they're not doing that for you? We live in a weird society where... We are told we are responsible to always love our parents and our families, but whether or not you love them does not have anything to do with, are they showing up for you? Are they taking advantage of you? Are they putting you in a situation in which you can't heal and be on your journey? And there's so many different traits and ways that parents treat you leading up to this place that you even have to make a decision like this. And for some of us as adults, we recognize it, and often we don't. And so you have to think about yourself. What is the situation that is happening right now with your parents? Are your relationship healthy and happy and sustainable? Or is it still indicative of the same behaviors that you experienced as a child? Do you still see the same treatments? Are they still rude to you? Are they shaming you? Do they make you want to cry every time you're around them? Are they physically, mentally, emotional, abusive? Are they violent, right? What is happening? Are they still in this place where they're grooming you and making you feel bad for your life decisions because it impacts them in ways that they don't want? There's so many different things that happen with abusive parents. And one of the biggest is that we have to face the truth. And what that truth is very often Is that these people are not healthy for us. Now, I have to take into consideration, and you understand this, that some people, adults, who are our parents, have mental, emotional, or physical disabilities. They may be narcissistic, or be bipolar, or have an ism, like alcoholism. And we have to take that into consideration. But that does not mean that we have to be a crutch for their negative behavior towards us. Often parents want to leverage the fact that they brought you into the world as this thing that somehow makes them holier than thou. But what I need you to understand is right now, this journey is about you. It's not about them. This journey that you are on in this very moment is about self-care and personal growth and ultimately putting yourself in a position to be successful. And you have been held back for far too long. And I'm not saying you go and raise the village and burn down everything. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that maybe now is a time that you need to think about personal boundaries and what it means to put yourself in a position to be successful. I had to make a really hard decision at 18 years old to remove my mother from my life. And when I was 13, to put a restraining order on her and my stepfather. And those were hard choices. Those were choices that even to this day still impact my life. I don't think my life will ever feel complete knowing the fact that I had to grow up in the household that I did and make these kind of decisions. And that's fine. And I've settled with that. I've acknowledged that. And I've said, I'm willing to live with that, but I would not be in this situation. I would not be talking to you right now and living this life that is sustainable and happy and healthy. Had I not done those things, had I not said, you know what? I need to do this for me. We would not be talking about this right now. And so you have to think about what boundaries need to be put in place. Are your parents texting you too much? Do they blame you all the time? Do they get upset at you for nothing? Do they try to swindle their way in or out of situations? You have got to think about your health and what it means to put yourself in a position to be successful. Do you need to write them a letter and say, you know what, mom, dad, guardian, whomever, I need space to go on this journey. And because I need that space, what that means right now is that we cannot be in communication with each other. And that means no texting, no emails, no phone calls, don't come to my house, don't send me a letter for an extended period of time. That could be two weeks, two months, two years because that is your space. It could be completely cutting them off and saying, you know what, I don't want any connection with you. That was my experience because I had tried everything else leading up till then. Maybe it's simply you want to be the one to have control over the communication. And the other part of boundaries that you have to think about also is when you are in connection with them and you're in their environment or they're in your environment, how how are you being treated? One of the things that happens so often is our parents continue to treat us the way that they treated us when we were a child. They're still abusive. They still hold their greatness over our head or hold your lack thereof over your head, right? I think we've all experienced that. And this is where boundaries become so important, my friend, because what you have to think about is what am I willing to do in this moment to have the life that I want to have, to hold true to this promise that as I'm on this journey, I will take care of myself. And let me be very frank with you here. People abusing you and you taking it is not taking care of yourself. And so in this moment, what you have to do is say, you know what? Pause button. You don't get to talk to me like that. You don't get to treat me like that. You don't get to show up in my life like that. And that's hard and that's a scary thought and it's an even scarier action. But the truth is when you do that, when you take Control of the reins of your future. One of the things that you have to do is be steadfast in your boundaries. You have to say no. You have to be willing to suffer through the uncomfortable moment of standing up for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to put boundaries in place. No one else is going to address abusive parents. No one else is going to show up for you. It's just not how the world works. And so you're probably thinking, but I've tried this and I've done it. Yes, we all tried it. We've all done it. We've all kind of put ourselves in this position where we're willing to do it. But ultimately, we are the ones who determine how people show up in our lives, parents included. And this journey can be difficult, right? Because it impacts us in some really negative ways. We may have grief. And grief in reflection of your past of dealing with parents like this it's not the same as grief over a pet dying or a friend dying this grief is about the loss of childhood a loss of that thing that other people get to have grief grief as a whole is is a feeling and a sensation of emptiness around something there's now a void That wasn't there before and for many of us this void is connection and love and compassion and care from parents from the people who promised us that we were going to be taken care of and with that comes a sadness and we have to be willing to accept that sometimes this journey is sad and it's not fair and that's okay you can sit with that emotion and you can be angry about that emotion and you can just be angry in general We've suppressed our feelings for so long and said, we're not supposed to feel this way. We're not supposed to be emotional about the things that happened. It is what it is. Let's move on. But I challenge you to be angry because it's painful. We, we know when you understand human psychology that that pain it sits with you and it manifests and it grows and it may impact you in a physical way, but mainly it's an emotional way and connection and relationships and the way that we show up for ourselves and it can turn into shame and shame can be such an evil bitch, <laughs> right? Shame shame covers so many of the bases of the ways that we don't show up for ourselves because we don't feel worth. Or worthy and so much of that is dictated by the experiences of our past and that's why now as an adult it's so important to put boundaries in place and because of those boundaries we get to put ourselves in a position of starting to heal and healing isn't necessarily just going to therapy or to group or coaching or reading or self-studying or education it's also about reparenting and reparenting means showing up for ourselves, loving ourselves first and foremost in the way that they should have. And we can nurture ourselves and we can be compassionate with ourselves and we can be responsible for ourselves. There's multiple different avenues that you can step into reparenting. But ultimately, the one that I found for me was the most impactful was around boundaries and saying, This is how I need to exist in the world. These are the parameters in which if you want to be in connection with me, they're unbreakable. And there's no way, no ifs, ands, or fucking buts that you're going to cross my boundaries and still be in my life. And if you want to go down this path and this journey to healing, you do have to reparent. And it's a really tough thing to do, especially in the beginning, because we're not used to taking care of ourselves because we don't have a model for it. Right? In the same way many of us have really bad relationships for a long time because we didn't have a model for healthy ones. And so we have to look towards what it is that we want. And the only way that you're going to get to this place of what it is that you want is you're going to actually have to write it down. And you're going to have to take inventory of your life in the current state that it is. And that is not to say that we're going to write down a bunch of things that are bad about our lives and beat ourselves up. Cause that's not it. reparenting again is about compassion and responsibility. And so one of the things that I did is I took a piece of paper, put a line down the middle on one side. I said, these are the things that I love about myself. And on the other side, I said, these are things that I need to work on. None of this is about judgment. None of this is about shame. None of this is about guilt. What it is in this exercise is about identifying the things that we are proud of ourselves for. And if you can't think of something, then you don't get up (laughs) until you finish. That's, you know, that's strict parenting. You don't leave the table until you eat your vegetables. But you're going to do that here by taking a piece of paper, putting a line down the middle, writing, these are the things that I'm proud of, and these are the things that I need to work on. And then you're going to fill up the columns. And it's not an exercise of judgment, my friend. It is an exercise about moving forward. And on the back of that, you're going to put another line down the paper. And on the left side, you're going to write, these are my boundaries for other people. And on the other side, you're going to write, these are the boundaries for myself. And what these are about personal responsibility and about how you want people to show up in your life because all too often we put ourselves in these positions where we let other people dictate what happens and those other people in your life they can be your parents they can be your spouses they can be your partners they can be people at work but this reparenting concept and this idea of stepping into healing your inner child it starts with compassion and it has to have personal responsibility right alongside and as you step further into the journey and you write down those boundaries we all know we have a gut feeling we have our intuition around the things that we need in our lives and what I would challenge you to do is to hold tight to that and hold stead to that because you may find that that is the exact thing that you need to create change Perhaps one of those boundaries is a thing that you've known for years that you've been scared to step into due to the fear of the ramification of doing so. But take an inventory of your environment. What would happen in the worst case scenario if you showed up for yourself? And so my friend, I just want to say thank you as usual for listening to the podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow and share with a friend if you need this. And, As usual, and as always, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you.
3: Thank you for listening to the Michael Unbroken podcast. To leave your question for Michael, call 971-801-2446. Please follow, like, subscribe, and review. And don't forget to check out more mental health resources at thinkunbroken.com. And follow Michael on Instagram at michaelunbroken.